What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. We have a lot to cover today. We are going to hear about some more World Economic Forum fuckery, because all of those elite, quote-unquote elite, twats are meeting in Davos right now. We are going to be discussing some horrible crimes against children. It's all I'm going to say for right now, but... If you're sensitive to child abuse, child exploitation, that kind of shit, you either have to put your big boy, big girl panties on or just skip ahead. We are also going to cover childhood vaccines and the aluminum that is contained in them and how some researchers think the aluminum nanoparticles get stored in the brain, which then causes a whole host of problems. We have some Kabobo19 updates and maybe some little side rants. You never fucking know. So sit back and get ready for this. We are going to kick off today's episode with a couple of disgusting motherfuckers that need to be hung from the neck until dead. Now check this out, you guys. You're not going to really find this on many mainstream media outlets. I think I saw Fox had done a like brief story about it, but for the most part, the left-leaning media doesn't even want to talk about it because they're trying to convince us, kids in school, all of that, they're trying to convince the world that pedophiles are not bad people and it's violence to just call them a pedophile. They want everyone to call these disgusting fucks minor attracted persons. Let me just say, get the fuck out of here. These people are pedophiles. They are predators and they do not belong in society. They need to be eradicated. But that's just my opinion. Let's move on to this horrific story coming out of Atlanta. This story concerns a gay married couple who live in Georgia, and they were arrested on suspicion of sexually abusing their two young adopted boys to make child pornography. These motherfuckers, they are like hardcore LGBTQXY activists like no fucking shit but let's go back to july 27th authorities executed a search warrant around 11 30 p.m and apparently this was just right after receiving information from the gbi the georgia bureau of investigations that there were children in harm's way at these fucking disgusting pedophiles homes now i'm talking about 32 year old william del zolik jr and 35-year-old Zachary Jacoby Zulak. The Walton County Sheriff's Office actually put a press release out, and a lot of this information is coming from that press release, and I'm getting the other information from a website called townhall.com. This media outlet has been going fucking hard on the research, so I will definitely leave a link in the show notes to this website so you can see all the shit they found. It's absolutely fucking horrifying. So like I was saying, the GBI contacted detectives at the Walton County Sheriff's Office. At that point, the Sheriff's Office decided to raid the house. And the house was located in Loganville, Georgia. So apparently, the GBI was tipped off by a man who was downloading child porn. Authorities learned during an interview with this fucking piece of shit that there was another suspect in the county who was actually, quote, producing homemade child sexual abuse material 
with at least one adopted child who lived in the home with these disgusting fuckers. So at this point, we have four people arrested because apparently these two pieces of shit that adopted these children were actually like pimping them out to a pedophile ring. No fucking shit. So not only are they raping and making child exploitation material to sell to other little pieces of shit, they were actually pimping these poor kids out and making a shit ton of money. Because apparently these two guys have, you know, regular old jobs, but somehow they were able to afford a $900,000 house, which now at this point has been seized. So after the deputies got this tip, they were able to obtain evidence that corroborated the statements. The deputies found evidence during the nighttime search and rescue effort that, quote, the adoptive fathers of the sibling pair residing in the home were engaging in sexually abusive acts and video documenting this abuse. Both of the Zulok perverts were booked the following day at Walton County Jail, and they have hella charges. I think it's like 17 charges are pending, and they're felony charges of aggravated sexual molestation of a child, sexual exploitation of a child, and enticing a child for indecent purposes. William is facing an additional pending charge of child molestation, and his bail was set at $25,000. One uh, little good thing that came out of this, when the sheriffs posted the mugshots, one of the fucking pervert's face was all bruised up. Apparently, he got slammed to the ground during the arrest uh, and got bruised up a little bit. Oh, poor, poor pedophile. Now, the other pervert, Zachary, was transferred on July 29th and is being held separately at Barrow County Detention Center. A records manager at the Barrow County Sheriff's Office provided these amazing mugshots where he's all bruised up. Apparently what they're saying is that one of them was transferred out of county because they were co-defendants and they were being housed together at the same location. Zachary is listed on the inmate page with, quote, maximum classification due to the nature of the charges that are alleged against this fucker. Basically, Town Hall did an in-depth investigation. They went hard. They looked through all their social media accounts and tried to get kind of an idea who these fuckers are. What they were able to find is that they're extremely progressive. They're mostly, quote, pro-LGBTQ+, whatever the fuck that means. And despite the heinous acts the gay marital partners allegedly performed on the two prepubescent boys, it's like, okay, so you say you're an advocate for LGBTQ, and then you're going to go fucking make child porn and rape your adopted sons? How is that helping your LGBTQ agenda? Because I'm going to say right now, it's ridiculous to think that all gay people are about this fucking child molestation shit. It's just, it's not right. That's not the truth. Not all gay people, dudes, women, bi, whatever the fuck you want to call them, are down with the child exploitation shit. But then you have these two dumb fuckers that are like right out in front with, you know, we're activists for the gay community. Then they do some fucking crazy shit like that. And it's going to cause anger directed at the whole gay community, basically, as a whole. I mean, these uh, motherfuckers are not helping their case. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but a year ago, the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir literally sung a song with lyrics, quote, we're coming for your children. Really? Really? You're going to fucking get a bullet in the face, buddy. Apparently, in 2019, these fucking pieces of shit were able to adopt these two boys out of foster care. So, I mean, I've talked about this kind of shit 
so many times on the podcast and predators really fucking like to find their prey through the foster system. It's absolutely insane that this shit is allowed to go on. And it's it's not like it's a secret. Everybody knows fucking 80% of sex trafficking victims are from foster care. So you think they would, I don't know, fucking fix that issue, but apparently not. So check this part out. Zachary follows a bunch of gay pornographers on Twitter, but that's not even the fucked up part. Follow whoever the fuck you want. But this motherfucker in 2020 posted a picture captioned waiting for pizza. And it's like a picture of him at Domino's. Uh, What the fuck? I mean, can you make it any more obvious? And apparently a bunch of uh, people decided to like this disgusting picture. Now the other one, William, his Instagram account follows amateur gay porn stars as well as kinky gay men's lingerie site that sells schoolgirl skirts. And one of William's followers posts particularly alarming Instagram content focused on, quote, the love and appreciation of boys and the innocent of youth. And these motherfuckers, they know what they're doing. They absolutely know what they're doing when they start posting about pizza and like disgusting fucking shit that says we love and appreciate boys and the innocence of youth. It's like, what the actual fuck? This same account posts hundreds of photos of half-naked elementary school-aged children, often brothers, sleeping in their underwear and posed in sexually suggestive positions. There's comments on this fucking account that call the boy sexy and fuck so beautiful. It's just like, oh my God, they're making it so obvious right out there in front so everybody can see what the fuck they're doing. These people that follow this account are extremely blatant. They usually have that little quote boy lovers emoji, which is basically just like a blue spiral, but it it stands for little boy lover. And if you go to the FBI's website, they have all this shit decoded. So it's not like this is a secret. It's not like nobody knows what's going on. The piece of shit known as Zachary frequently promotes the fucking minor attracted persons bullshit versus pedophile. And uh, I guess he's just trying to attempt to normalize his sexual attraction to children. It's fucking insane. At this point, somebody who had access to Zachary's Facebook account basically scrubbed it and changed the privacy settings. So some of this shit you can't even find anymore. Back to some of the charges against these pieces of shit. The charges include rape, producing child pornography of the children's, quote, routine sexual abuse, and prostituting their 11-year-old boy to pedophiles in the area. If you look into the whole adoption of these two boys, Zulox fucking basically went to this, quote, Christian faith-based special needs adoption agency and got the boys from there. At this point, these poor fucking kids are back in foster care. So I don't know, dude, like there's got to be something better we can do than just fucking re-traumatize these poor boys and throw them back in fucking foster care. One of the most infuriating parts of this case is that seven years prior to their adoption, Zachary was accused of being a child rapist, but he was never charged, you guys. More than a decade ago, there was a 2011 probe into Zachary's alleged pedophilic behavior when he was accused of luring a 14-year-old boy to a residence in Walton County. And that's the exact same jurisdiction where all these charges and the crimes supposedly happened. 
But check this out. The 2011 child rape case was shut down and no charges were pursued against Zachary. Like no fucking shit. So at this point, the sheriff's office is looking back at the 2011 case. And basically, they're kind of saying like, yeah, we fucked up. This was not investigated properly. The detectives that were on that case are retired at this point. And I guess the sheriff's office just is kind of saying like, look, let's go back to 2011. Let's talk to this victim. Let's see what is going on. There's a 2011 victim and then these two adopted boys as victims. There's going to be other boys out there. These fuckers raped or made child porn with. It's fucking insane. Like this is actually a quote from the sheriff's office. Quote, the 2011 case was handled in a manner that is inconsistent with today's current investigatory standards, but the law enforcement officers in the criminal investigations division at that time have since retired. Current WCSO detectives are assessing the case and sinking any leads that may still yield charges. As with all cases, our detectives are diligent and passionate when it comes to charging child molesters will always seek justice for the victim. Well, I'm just like, if this motherfucker had these accusations back in the day, these detectives dropped the ball, what would have happened if they actually did their jobs? We may have saved other children from fucking being raped by a pedophile ring and fucking child exploitation material. You know, we, we could have stopped all of that shit, but it didn't happen. Shocking. Fucking cops dropped the ball on a fucking molestation sexual abuse claim back to the whole adoption thing you guys may be wondering like how the fuck is somebody who is accused of child rape allowed to adopt two children and apparently from what this town hall media site says it was extremely easy in 2018 the zulak co-defendants adopt the two brothers through quote all god's children inc which is now defunct private special needs adoption agency in Watkinsville, which focused on children in the state who have, quote, waited the longest to be placed with a family. These poor kids who are now 9 and 11 were taken away from their biological parents because apparently they were addicted to heroin. And I mean, at this point, what would be worse, fucking being raped and pimped out or living with two people that actually love you but have a fucking substance abuse issue? Uh, good thing the state's always there to help people out. So like I said a bit earlier, I'm going to leave a bunch of links to town halls since they did the best investigation, but I guarantee you, you're not going to see this story on any of the mainstream media outlets. 100%, not one left leaning like say CNN or MSN, none of them even reported on this shit. And I saw one little blurb in Fox News. So yeah, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Go check it out if you want to get more details, but I'm definitely going to end this fucked up story on a better note apparently one of the motherfucking perverts got poisoned by his cellmate in jail which i think is great next time this fucking cellmate needs to maybe up the dose a little bit because this fucker survived definitely time for some prison justice i kind of feel like the moral of this whole fucked up story is like they're telling us they're coming for the kids they are abusing kids in the most blatant way. They're admitting they're fucking child pornographers. And everybody wants to act like that's not what they're doing. When they make it very clear, they literally spell it out in most cases. And 
places like fucking Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard's Facebook and Instagram does nothing to stop these people. I've tried reporting pedophiles that were blatantly selling child exploitation material so many times, and I literally have to contact my followers to basically brigade and keep reporting these accounts to get it fucking removed. But then Zuck can censor me anytime I talk about, hey, these uh, these clot shots might be a little dangerous, which actually kind of leads me to my next topic. I know a lot of you have heard about the censorship that's been going on on Instagram, on Facebook, and I guarantee some of you have even experienced the censorship anytime you go and talk about the fucking Kabobo virus, the vaccine, I mean, even masks, shit that uh, is, it's not even disputed. There's so many studies proving this shit, but for some reason, Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard has been censoring this shit from the start. And this next little audio clip I'm about to play for you is ironic as fuck. This is Mark Zuckerberg warning his employees over like a Zoom meeting, which was leaked, that they should be careful and probably not get the jab. So listen to this shit in his own words. Um, I, I share some caution on this because... Um, we just don't know the long-term side effects of, of basically modifying people's um, DNA and RNA to, um, to directly encode in a person's DNA and, and RNA, basically the ability to, um, to, to produce uh, those antibodies and whether that causes other mutations or other risks down, um, down the stream. So now that end part where he's talking about how this messenger RNA shit is uh, recoding and getting into people's genes that was considered a conspiracy theory. And you know what? Most of the NPCs don't even know that it's like fucking fact that it's proven and it's been shown this shit gets into your DNA and starts rewriting shit. But somehow Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard, knew about this fucking over a year ago and censored the fuck out of anybody else that talked about these risks or even just questioned it. Censored the fuck out of them. And I mean, I don't know, you guys, does that not sound like a fucking problem? 100% free speech is under assault. While we're on the topic of free speech, this is some shit coming out of the World Economic Forum's little meeting going on in Davos. The United States will soon follow Europe in implementing laws against so-called hate speech. And this was claimed by the Vice President for Values and Transparency for the European Commission, Vera Jourova. This chick is predicting that hate speech laws will be imposed upon the American public, despite long-standing case law at the Supreme Court protecting such speech under the First Amendment. Now, a few weeks ago, I actually read you the opinion of the Supreme Court when they had this whole free speech topic coming up. So it's like we've already established through the courts that hate speech, while maybe vile, it is protected with our Constitution. But these motherfuckers can never just leave us alone. This chick, Jarova, said, quote, illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the U.S., I think that we have a strong reason why we have this in the criminal law. Now, this bitch is from the Czech Republic, and she previously served as a European Commissioner for Justice, Consumers, and Gender Equality. 
And apparently she made these comments during a World Economic Forum panel, which was hosted by the fake news network fucker himself, Brian Stelter. This was featured on, quote, the clear and present danger of disinformation. So we all know how much CNN and those fuckers like to censor all the fucking information from the last couple of years and how they push their ridiculous woke agenda that the masses seem to just like eat up. It's like, how does that bullshit taste, honey? Because it is bullshit. So they're basically saying that America's like the next battleground to implement restrictions on speech. This bitch has never been elected to anything in the United States and neither has Klaus Schwab. So I don't know why they think they have a right to tell us what to do in the United States. But the problem is we have so many of those World Economic Forum fucks that have infiltrated our government that who knows? I mean, that fucking ridiculous broad Sheila Jackson She's also trying to get different, like, quote-unquote, hate speech laws passed. I posted this on my Instagram account a few days ago, but let me just kind of tell you what this broad's saying. Sheila Jackson Lee introduces bill criminalizing speech deemed, quote, white supremacist. So it's like these motherfuckers are not gonna stop attacking our right to have free speech. We can't stop defending it because without free speech, is it really even the United States any longer? I don't think so. Pay attention to that shit. If you have politicians in your area that are, you know, trying to push this bullshit, make sure you push back 10 times harder. In more bad news coming out of Davos, a universal digital payment network UDPN, for stable coins and central bank digital currency was launched at the World Economic Forum. The network aims to provide interoperability between digital currencies. Now, this is just more shit they're trying to implement to, I think the end goal is social credit and just 100% control over what people do in their day-to-day lives. Central bank digital currency is all bad and these fuckers in Davos are moving ahead with their plans to basically subjugate the whole world. And I'm not being an alarmist. I'm not fucking exaggerating. These motherfuckers are not going to stop until they have their disgusting, evil plan in place. Now we are going to talk about Dr. Larry Pelvisky, who is a pediatrician who practices in New York. Now, if you look up information about him, there is a great video of him talking about the aluminum nanoparticles that are found inside vaccinations and why he thinks that A, we haven't done enough studies on them, and B, these nanoparticles most likely pass the blood-brain barrier and cause inflammation in the brain, which then down the road can lead to different neurological diseases. If you look him up on the internet, one of the first stories that pops up is from The Insider. And the <laughs> the title is, This New York doctor has been publicly urging parents not to vaccinate their children in the midst of a measles outbreak. Why is he still allowed to practice medicine? Which I'm sure some fucking bonehead with like a journalism degree was the one that fucking wrote this. And they think they know more than an actual fucking doctor. Now, this Insider article is from 2018, and right at the top, there's like little bullet points of how bad and mean this doctor is, and the last bullet point states, 
legal experts say revoking a doctor's license for expressing an opinion would be unprecedented. Well, fast forward a few years and they're fucking straight up taking people's licenses away. If they talk out about COVID and they blame it on spreading misinformation. But anyway, back to what I was previously talking about. Dr. Pavisky spoke at a public hearing to the Public Health Committee and he kind of just like broke down his whole opinion and theory on these vaccinations that we're shooting children up with and now this kabobo shit they want you to shoot up once a year. So I could like summarize what this guy is saying, but I think he does a way better job than I could ever do at explaining and trying to get the point across. There's no research. So sit back and listen to Dr. Polvisky. The food protein antigens and any other contaminants that are in the vaccines that we may not know about. And we know that the biochemical properties no real concern about aluminum because it's such a small amount. And so it really shouldn't matter. But the kind of aluminum that we put into vaccines is a different kind of aluminum that we see environmentally. This is called a nanoparticle. And nanoparticles bind really tightly to the bacteria antigens, the virus antigens, the food protein antigens, and any other contaminants that are in the vaccines that we may not know about. And we know that the biochemical properties of nanoparticles is that they are capable of entering the brain. And so we have not evaluated the safety of the aluminum nanoparticle and its injection and where it goes when it gets into the body and whether it gets into the brain. Do vaccine ingredients belong in the brain? No. Do they get into the brain? No one has ever studied it. But animal studies using the same chemicals that are in vaccines that we give to children directly demonstrate that the vaccine ingredients do enter the brain. We are ignoring this information. There are scientists in Europe who've actually done studies on the aluminum nanoparticle and have shown that it can persist in the brain for years and decades. And so what we're seeing is a large outbreak of neurodevelopmental disabilities in adults, including Alzheimer's. And one of the main factors that they're finding in the brains of people with Alzheimer's is the aluminum nanoparticle that's directly related to the vaccines that we're giving. So we have never studied whether the aluminum that we're giving in vaccines gets into the brain, and we've never measured whether it stays in the brain and what it does if it does stay in the brain. But we do know that vaccines are supposed to cause inflammation in the body. But we have more than half of our children with chronic inflamed conditions, and we've never allowed ourselves to ask the question, if the vaccines cause inflammation acutely, do they continue to create inflammation chronically? We have one in five with neurodevelopmental disabilities, one in 10 with ADD and ADHD, one in 35 with autism, one in 11 with asthma, and one in 20 under the age of five with seizures. So once again, that was Dr. Larry Pelvisky speaking at a public hearing that was arranged, put on by the Public Health Committee. Now, does anyone else think it's absolutely fucking bonkers that there's no there's no research on it? Like, how the fuck have they been giving these shots out for decades to children? And no one thought to like, oh, I don't know, maybe do a study and see where this aluminum nanoparticles are going. 
It's just fucking crazy because I remember a couple of decades ago, maybe 15 years ago, it was first brought up that vaccines could be causing autism and other diseases in children. The whole thing was quote unquote debunked. They attacked the guy that did the study. He said he was basically reporting fraudulent information, which makes me now wonder if it wasn't just like a concerted effort by the American Medical Association and the media to discredit someone. I mean, we saw it happen hardcore with Dr. Peter McCullough and many other doctors. So now I kind of want to revisit all of that vaccine shit that supposedly was debunked so long ago. Now we're moving on to the quote unquote inflation and price gouging going on at the grocery store. So let me just start by saying this. I'm a bookkeeper for a huge grocery chain and I literally see the invoices. I see what we're ordering. I see what we're paying. And I saw this article the other day on the childrenshealthdefense.org. And just let me break it down for you guys because it's absolutely fucking crazy. Now, according to a farm group called Farm Action, which is a farmer-led advocacy group, they're asking the Federal Trade Commission to promptly open an investigation into the egg industry, prosecute any violations of the antitrust laws it finds within, and ultimately get the American people their money back. I'm sure you all have seen the fucking price of eggs that are skyrocketing. It basically doubled in some places tripled for consumers last year going from $1.79 in December of 2021 to $4.25 in December 2022. And shit, the prices out here in California, they're breaking $6 for a dozen eggs. So it's, it's fucking insane, but a major egg producer and their allies have blamed surging prices on the, quote, supply disruption, triggered by the deadliest outbreak of avian influenza in U.S. history, calling it, quote, act of God type stuff. Based on its analysis of publicly available industry data, however, Farm Action determined that while the avian flu outbreak killed roughly 43 million egg-laying hens nationwide in 2022, its actual impact on the egg supply was minimal. In the letter that the Farm Action Group sent to the Federal Trade Commission, just fucking check this shit out, it's insane. They stated, quote, after accounting for chicks hatched during the year, the average size of the egg laying flock in any given month of 2022 was never more than seven to eight percent lower than it had been the prior year. And in all but two months, it was never more than six percent lower. The effect of the loss of the egg laying hens on production was itself blunted by, quote, record high lay rates observed among remaining hens throughout the year. With total flock size substantially unaffected by the avian flu and lay rates between 1 to 4% higher than the average rate observed between 2017 and 2021, the industry's quarterly egg production experienced no substantial decline in 2022 compared to 2021. But for some reason, the weekly wholesale price for shell eggs climbed from 173.5 cents per dozen at the end of February to 194.2 cents in the middle of March. By the first week of April, it had reached 298 cents per dozen. For two months after this point, the wholesale price of eggs appeared to stabilize at elevated levels slightly below this peak. But it started increasing again. 
In July, it broke previous records and reached over 300 cents per dozen. After dipping briefly in August, the rally in the wholesale egg prices continued, hitting 400 cents per dozen in October and almost 450 cents per dozen in the first weeks of December. Now, according to Farm Action, major egg producers' massive price hikes are unjustifiable. This is just another example, you guys, of fucking corporate greed gouging the American people. Just for a little example, in a presentation to investors just this month, CalMain noted that total farm production and feed costs in 2022 were only 22% higher than they were in 2021. The Farm Action Group states the real culprit behind this 138% hike in the price of a carton eggs appears to be a collusive scheme among industry leaders to turn inflationary conditions and an avian flu outbreak into an opportunity to extract ridiculously high profits, reaching as much as 40%. Now, this is actually kind of being talked about in the mainstream media. CNN had reported about this about a week ago, and it's just like not fixing anything. Where the fuck is the Federal Trade Commission and why aren't they protecting the American consumers? We can't afford to keep paying 40% more at the grocery stores. It's fucking ridiculous. It's like spending half of my paycheck on food. And that's just crazy. So like I said a little bit earlier, I do the books for a major grocery store chain. And I see how many eggs are ordered each week. And I see what we're actually getting. There is no supply disruption. Our shelves are full of eggs. So it's just like they're orchestrating a shortage and orchestrating this fucking 400% price hike due to greed. And that's it. Fucking corporate greed. All right, you guys, that is about it for this week. But we definitely have to go over our top downloaders. And let me just drop some ways you can get a hold of me if you have any information or rabbit holes I should check out or you want any of the stuff that I talk about. You can email me at banishedinthevalley at gmail.com. You can go to Reddit, and I have my own sub there. It's r slash vanishedinthevalley. My username is Athena7979. Or you can attempt to contact me on Instagram at vanishedathena. But yeah, good luck on that fucking bullshit. So back to our U.S. top downloaders. We have California, Colorado, and Texas. That's what's up, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And let's go to the world downloaders. We have Canada, Australia, UK, and Norway. That's what's up, you guys. Get a hold of me if you have anything I should check out. Or like I said earlier, if you want to see the documents or videos or whatever I talk about, I will happily get it over to you. Now, until next week, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.